Thanks for listening to this episode of Two Heels and a Face Wrestling Podcast, your favorite wrestling podcast. Today on the show, we have a very special and unique guest. He is very close to the biz, close to the business. He produces for AAW, a local wrestling promotion, where Chris and I attend a lot of their shows here in Chicago, and they are fantastic. If you haven't heard of them, you should check out their stuff. His name is Trent. He is a producer for AAW. He's going to be stepping into the buffet line with us. We've briefed him on the three section of the buffet line. Let's recap really quick. Salad bar, little tidbits and fresh takes on not deep topics, very high-level topics. There's some random things you've kind of gotten into, a mix of stuff, just like a salad. We have the hot plate where we dive real deep into different shows and different matches matches and psychology and things of that nature. And then the dessert section, which is your guilty pleasures, which are some things you like about wrestling that might that everybody else might not like. So more... Uh, more different stuff, you could say. So we're going to get right into this episode. Thank you for listening. This is Trent from AEW sitting down with Charlie and Chris from Two Heels and a Face. All right. You just listened to our introduction and our opening song now. Our guest has arrived. His name is Trent. He is a AEW producer, right? That's your role, correct, Trent? Crew producer, live event producer, you could say, yeah. Cool, <laughs> cool. Multitasker, yeah. Yeah, I, uh, I've been told. I've been told go do Trent things. That's that's my <laughs> my role. Okay. Trent, keep doing Trent things. That's what I've been told by, the, by management. So great. We'll go with that. Wearing many hats, then. Would yeah. You say? Yeah. Definitely. Cool. So Trent was nice enough to visit Chris's place of work here uh, on wells in river north well street and he's going to talk some aw with us and we're also going to step into the buffet line but first trent uh please introduce yourself how you would like to be introduced say welcome hey. or hello oh hello everybody i'm trent <laughs> um with been with aw for about two years now uh definitely start off as a fan like everybody pretty much does uh-huh. from the early early days i uh was going to him under the old regime the old ownership which was a whole different cast of characters and stuff and then um I just started definitely. I mean, I was consistently going for the last, you know, thirteen plus years. And cool. Just a couple of years ago, they uh, they put a tweet out looking for music. You know, like using some like intro packages, things like that. Oh, so obviously, nice. being in a band, I submitted some stuff and I got in that way. Started talking to the guys. Nice. Um, just kind of you know got in and just started helping out at shows little by little and just took off from there. It really just took so a life. So what was own. the music piece that got you in there? Uh, it was my, my band, Hemi, is, we, we're like a metal band, like a thrash metal band. Mm-hmm. They never end up using it. That was the funny thing. Oh, okay. <laughs> <They never laughs> That's what I was looking for. Um, but I, uh, there's a tie into this later of using my music. It okay. comes in later on. But uh, it never got used then, but it just like it, it went from, you know, hey, maybe I can help out with some, uh, some advertising. Because there, no, there was actually no um, uh, presence in the city. There was really no like postering in the city and stuff. You right. You guys noticed, like. Other companies would have some some presence in like record stores and things like that, but AEW really never had presence because we were mostly ran suburban shows. Okay, not that they didn't do well, but it's like I wanted some city presence, so I kind of pushed for that, and I got in that way and started postering around the city, and then just took a life of its own from there. Sweet, yeah. sweet, that's really cool. Different entryway into the business, you would say, probably yeah. a little more unique. Definitely weaseled my way into the business. <laughs> now you're doing trend things. I'm doing trend things. That's cool. So we have, I'm sure we have some AW questions. Yeah. Uh, first, I just wanted to ask a more general question. Sure. This is a question I believe we've asked a guest before on the podcast. Yeah. And so, and I'm not sure if you listened to the past, but our gimmick here really was taken from a MLW episode, MLW Radio. The original, like the original MLW. Uh, it's 
Um, they have like two thousand yeah. podcasts under their. Uh, their it's it's now. it's probably like a more recent one. Okay, a more recent podcast, probably like less than a year old. But okay. um, I can't remember who said it, but there was a phrase that just, and I'm sure it's you know we're not coining this, and I'm sure other people have said it before, but it's a phrase: wrestling is a buffet. So that's kind of what we built this podcast around. Just mm-hmm. really anybody who wants to talk about anything, we we're not discriminating or hating on opinions or anything of that nature. So. Yeah. It's kind of what we built our, built our podcast around. So we acknowledge that everyone just enjoys different things. So my question to you is, very general, what do you enjoy about wrestling? You know, I I love the the connection it has with fans, and okay. especially in the modern day. Because, you know, the, the cat's out of the bag, right? We all mm-hmm. know what it is, everything, <laughs> yeah. right? But there's, there's this weird connection that wrestling fans have with this art that I haven't seen with any other type of art ever. Because, like, we know everything about it, yet we still get lost in it more than we do with any other type of art. It's, it's, and, we, and we, like, we invest in the characters yeah. more than we do with any other type of, you know, any, any type of art. So it's, it's this weird connection and that brotherhood that it forms amongst, you know, fans. And, mm-hmm. like, I'm just the way I met you guys, you know? Like, things like that. Mm-hmm. Like, I've met so many friends because of this. And it's because we're all, like, we're, we're all in on this together kind of thing, you know? It's, yeah. it's, it's a weird... Sure. It's this big, it's this big cult group, but it's still not as big as, as it should be, kind of thing, you know. It's and true. I just love what the, that connection that it brings with fans. It's it's an amazing performance art that I've never seen connect with people like that before, and anything else. I mean, being a musician too. I mean, mm-hmm. music is one of the biggest ones that connects with people. But something about wrestling is just another level of it that it's just very unique. Yeah. yeah. What would you say? It's the the, the biggest difference, right? Because it's a musician for so long. Yeah. And then, uh, you know, in the production side right now with AEW, you see the two types of fans. Like, what's the the, the difference there in that um, in that environment, right? Like, I think with, with music... Because it, it's all bringing people together, yeah. essentially. I think with music, it's, it's more fickle because, like, you can have a bad album and people can... And that can be your turning point to just, like, just lose everything, you know? Or, like, not lose everything, but, like, kind of change your, your course or like mm-hmm. a bad show kind of just puts that damper on and wrestling they, they can have a bad show they can have a bad match but fans forgive really easily in this business you know and, <laughs> yeah. and, and there's yeah. like and there's all there's so many to choose from like the buffet aspect mm-hmm. there's so much to choose from in wrestling yeah. not that there isn't in music but it's just kind of like they're less fickle they're more nitpicky in wrestling they I mean, they'll pick apart an arm bar 40 times if they have to you know? <laughs> but, but uh it's uh, but they forgive easily and and they love they don't want to give it up. Yeah, music. I've seen people give up bands. Like I've given up. There's bands I was so into that influenced me to be a musician, and I just stopped listening to them. You kind of get bored of it. But wrestling's always evolving to me. It's just there's something new all the time. Mm-hmm. You know, and and then there's some there's always a catalog of old to to go to if you wanted to. Right. So it's amazing. Yeah. Has has wrestling be been part of your life for for you know since you were a kid or yeah i, I got into a little bit into, later like yeah. then than some kids did i yeah. got into when i was 12 okay which, you know in, in that heyday mm-hmm. was a little bit later i mean i watched i've i watched hogan and macho as a kid uh-huh. growing up you know i had like family was into it so i'd see it but i was never like into it into it uh-huh uh, but i love my my how i got into wrestling story i can just take like 30 seconds and tell you guys oh, sure go for sure it. uh it, i'll never forget it was the monday after the royal rumble 94 
and all the kids were buzzing. If you guys remember the finish, it was Luger and Brett yeah. at the same time, right? It's a good finish. They did it well. Or, well. The camera angle wasn't great, but right. it still looked convincing. <laughs> but convincing enough, especially yeah. if you're 12, you have, you're like, well, that's crazy. <laughs> I had no idea Luger and Brett were. I had no idea, right? Yeah. I come into school, and everybody's buzzing about it. They're like, no, Brett won. No, Luger won. No, Brett won. <laughs> and I'm like, what the hell are they talking about? Yeah. So and then they look at me like, hey, who do you think won? And I'm like, I'm like, uh, well, who do you think won? He's like, Bret Hart, man. He told me. I'm like, yeah, me too. <laughs> I'm like, free. I'm like, I don't know who these guys are. So I'm like, I gotta like back this up. So then that that's Monday. So obviously Raw is mm-hmm. on that night. I go home. I watch Raw. I like, I'm like studying. I'm like, all right, who are these guys? <laughs> and I just fell in love with it right there. So I was I grew up with the, as a WWE kid, and I kind of like went into everything else. But yeah, that or WWF actually, I should mm-hmm. say. But yeah, that was my intro. Like I, and then I'm the one who stood with it after all those guys. Abandoned wrestling. Right. <laughs> like, I'm the guy still doing it, you know? Yeah. So, yeah, no, I, that was my. So, that I, it was a little later than, than most, mm-hmm. but I've stuck it out longer than most. That, <laughs> that's, a, that's a real thing, what you said. The, that, uh, I mean, what's a, what I'm finding now becoming, what am I? I'm 27 years old now. When I got back into it hardcore at like the end of 2014, mm-hmm. I'm finding that everyone that I'm meeting around my age, so you stuck with it, but everyone that I'm meeting around my age had kind of that lull period you yeah. could say where it was like i think mine was around like 2003 2004 yeah where i started like and then i was eventually like didn't watch it ever um and then i got so that's like a real thing that totally that abandonment is. and then potentially you leave it forever or you come back so I, I honestly it's like 10 out of 10 people that i've talked to in like the past couple of years have had that lull but you're you stuck with the fight the good fight i never i never stopped i mean i, I gave up companies like, i don't watch wwe really i mm-hmm. they burned me one too many times you know yeah. after yeah been every, there you know <laughs> and i just said you know but there was so much out there you know like there was there was tna there was ring of honor in, in the wake of all of it you know and like i was a big ecw kid you know and i when that left so, but then ring of honor came up you know and then wcw left and tna came up it was like there was just so much out there and then the indies were just getting getting going around like 2002 around here okay i mean they were always here but that's when you started to really see this influx of indies in chicago yeah and i just had that to go to and i just stuck it out man it was it was fun yeah i mean that that, that plays into the gimmick again uh and i'm i keep bringing this up but it's like the perfect time to be a wrestling fan because yeah. there is so much good stuff and you don't have to stick with i'm sure a lot of people would never think Oh, like I can't w- stop watching WWE. That's all I got, and they're just very wrong in that sense. And especially so now with Flow Slam being so big, yeah, and you can just watch pay per views. Like, uh, like I remember when I signed up for Flow Slam, I think it was WrestleMania weekend, and I think Evolve '83 just happened, mm-hmm. and it was like the next day, and it was already on there. And I was just surprised by how quickly that you can have access to it. So I think that plays into wrestling as a buffet too. Like you, you can go any at any place in the buffet line that you want to go to there's so much i mean there's no shortage of it now. there's almost too much in a way yeah, yeah in a way it could be yeah. yeah yeah cool so i have some specific aw questions um we got in a little bit about how you got involved and your role um but i have a little bit about just like running a show and things of that nature about uh like challenges what are some challenges you've uncovered or some difficult things you've you've had to uh persevere through you could say Timing is always the thing, right? And yeah. to be done in time is, I mean, by the time you guys are about to walk in, that's got to be ready to roll. Yeah. yeah. Um, and, you know, there's always a shortage of people on hand sometimes. And we're, we're not a huge crew, mm-hmm. but we're an efficient crew, which is awesome. Um, so it's always like that race against the clock kind of thing. So there are certain shows where we just get it done super early and we're good. 
Uh, there's other ones where you know where it's literally we just put the finishing touch before you guys walked in. <laughs> okay, so, like, <laughs> it can happen. You know, it's yeah. it, it's cool, but it's a very efficient crowd. Like, yeah, there's always like seating issues. Seating issues is a big thing for okay. a challenge, and I, there's always something that happens. I mean, something not always I should say, but like things in seating I notice are one of the things I've had to deal with. But we always are able to work it out. But it's just people get upset. You know, wrestling fans they want certain things are their way something doesn't work out though they will let you know and they get a little edgy but yeah just kind of working with people and like calming them down is cool but um but yeah like as far show setups are they're challenging i will say our crew works super hard and getting yeah. everybody i mean there's a matter of like you know getting all the wrestlers from the airport to the mm -hmm. venue making sure everybody's there on time with enough time to warm up and change and cut their pre-match promos. Right. And, uh, you know, make sure the ring's there on time. I mean, all that stuff that goes on that I took for granted as a fan of walking in. Just, you know, you come in, it's all there, and show starts, and there you go. Right. And we had, I mean, um, Logan Square, I think you weren't there, right? This past yeah. Thursday? Yeah. No, no, Logan Square. Um, Logan oh, sorry. One. Yeah, I think I missed that one. Yeah, yeah you were there. Uh -huh. Yeah, I was um, there. So right, the we're setting up chairs, finding chairs. Right, last you minute. saw that. Yeah. I mean, last minute. I mean, there mm -hmm. was some issue with um, that some people like you know wanted chair. They they said let's just do chairs. Let's set up another row of chairs. Like literally, people are walking in, and management said do another row of chairs because we can fit it. Okay. So I mean, we were like wheeling chairs in as people. <laughs> yeah. You saw me. Yeah, you were yeah. on that section, right? And uh, we're just wheeling chairs. I mean, like to the to the minute, you know, that kind of thing. I mean, stuff like that. Yeah. Um, you know, music not being some guys don't bring their music, so we have to make do on that. I mean, it's little things, nothing too major, but we pu definitely pull it off. Yeah, it's, it's, just, it's all those details that make the difference, yeah. though, right? But we got to be the thing is, it's you got to be quick on on your feet with that kind of stuff because it's live. I mean, it's, I'm not live, but it's a live performance. I yeah, mean, people aren't going to stand for much of a delay, so you have to be. We got to be efficient. There's no choice but to be efficient. Yeah. yeah. So, what time does your day start then? On the so Saturday show, does your they start around oh, like eleven or yeah, like uh, like for like a LaSalle show. Um, mm -hmm. We yeah, we we're there at noon at the latest. Okay, and okay. I don't leave there till one a.m. So it's a long day. Oh wow! <laughs> it's <a> long day. <laughs> wow, uh, it's a long day. Uh, yeah, Bourbon Street. It, if it's a Friday, because I because I work, I don't get there till a bit, little bit later. So I do more during the show kind of stuff. Mm -hmm. uh, but those guys are there as early as you know ten to eleven a.m. Sometimes. Wow. Is there a specific venue where you're like, oh, I got this. I know what could go wrong, what could go right. Oh, for me, LaSalle. Like, they gave me a lot of responsibility in LaSalle mm -hmm. to run okay. that one. That's a newer okay. for us. You know, right. You guys know. Yeah. Um, but they gave me and um, our other production guy, Brian, a lot of. Uh, yeah, we met him in LaSalle, yeah, I think. Right. Mm -hmm. too. So the two of us kind of like kind of kick it off in LaSalle and kind of make sure things are set and ready by the time people start coming in. Uh, but that was one that's like we got that one totally down. Yeah, I mean, we, nice. we spent a lot of time <laughs> in that building and that town. Uh, it's I, I've come to love it. Like it's a weird small town I've never been to prior to these shows. Uh -huh. Yeah, neither. Uh, <laughs> yeah, but it's but it's I've it's something endearing about it, and I'm starting to like it a lot. Okay, cool. <laughs> Some people mm -hmm. might disagree with me, but I really love it. <laughs> I'm having a good, like a fun time with it. Yeah. So when you said you're getting wrestlers to the venue, is that like pickups? Are you picking yeah. those up? Are you sending cars? Or I did a few before, like my first, you know, kind of paying dues in the crowd. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I definitely did a few. It's it's harder for like where I live in the city to sometimes get to O'Hare and then to Bourbon Street. If you guys know the proximity of all that, yeah, yeah that's like, not <laughs> a, not a pleasant trip right. at all. I live no. by the lake and then to go to O'Hare and then to Bourbon Street totally sucks. But <laughs> yeah. doing like uh, one big square. Yeah, mm -hmm. but midway. Or rectangle. To, if, I was, if it was like somebody's at Midway going to Bourbon Street, that's a little more doable because I'm already going that way. But um, but now no, it's a much more organized system. They do like a they have a big van, a couple one offs, maybe get some rides. But there's a big organized like transportation system now that we have. 
So it's all coordinated with their flights and everything. So it's pretty cool. Like we have a nice organization with our travel department, you can say. Yeah. <laughs> so it's really <laughs> nice. Nice. Yeah. It's a very good. formal. It's becoming more and more formal actually now that we're bringing on more crew to do these kind of things. Cool. So yeah. But that's always. I mean, that's that's tough. There was. I'll, I have a funny story about that actually. This is my. Okay. Yeah. One. Go for it. Um, first time, and then we had Phoenix, uh, Ray Phoenix. Sorry, Lucha Underground. <laughs> <laughs> He's gonna be uh, mad. First time we had him. Um, they went to so they had me go pick up. It was Josh Alexander, Matt Riddle, Phoenix, um, and then somebody else was with it. I, somebody came with them, I guess, to like kind of manage some of the stuff. Okay. Okay. And um, so I was just texting the guys like, "Hey, I'm here, whatever." So I, Josh, I know, I like got him, got in the car. Riddle is easy to spot because he's like eight feet tall. <laughs> so I got him in the car, and I was like, uh, "You guys know where Phoenix?" I, I was told they were all going to be together. Right. I was like, "You guys know where Phoenix is?" And they're like, "Oh no, he's not with us." And I'm like. Um, you guys have his number or anything? Like, no, we don't know. I'm like, I'm like, well, what does he look like? And, uh, they're, and they're like, <laughs> and they're like, damn, I've never seen him without his mask on. I'm like, yeah. you guys have been backstage with this guy? I like, know, it's true. And, and then the two of them were like, no, nah, actually, we really never like crossed paths them before. This was like early, early on. Yeah, yeah. And I was like, damn, what do we do? So like, I picked the two of them, but we're like circling midway, and I'm like, what the hell? Like, what, what, what am I looking for? You know? right. Like, right. So we're just driving through, and I see two guys practicing like collar and elbow tie-ups and like Irish I'm like that's them oh, <laughs> it's, it's gotta be them <laughs> like they're like in the distance by like the, the vestibules or like, and I uh -huh. see, I'm like there they are and then Riddle's like I'll get him and he like mm -hmm. just goes out and runs out and gets him <laughs> uh, that was a really weird car ride because something else happened after that which is hilarious because <laughs> we're going we're leaving that one we leave we just, like finally get him they were super yeah. cool we're stuck in Friday traffic by Cicero Avenue oh, on, yeah. as you know is mm -hmm. awful nightmare um so we're like at a red light, just by a midway, and their windows are down, riddles in the back seat, and some guy just leans out the window, and he's like, "Hey man, you guys want to buy some heroin?" Oh, oh <laughs> wow! And then riddles like, "Holy shit, man, is it that easy?" Right? <laughs> <laughs> and I'm uh, like, "Please don't buy any drugs out of my car." Yeah. <laughs> and then he's like, "Man, that's crazy. Man. That's pretty cool." <laughs> so I was like, "No, no, thanks. We're good." Yeah, <laughs> no, that doesn't happen every day. But so it was a very right. interesting ride. It was like me, Josh Alexander in the front, and then. Matt Riddle in the back seat, Ray Phoenix, and one of one of his guys next to him. Like this is the weird. No one's ever gonna believe this happened. Right. <laughs> I like the part. What does Ray Phoenix look like? Yeah. Oh, I don't know. I don't no, know. we don't either. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, that's I started off doing stuff like that, you know, and then um just kind of went more production side. Yeah. yeah. So I um one time I was at Bourbon Street for a show. I can't remember which one it was, but I remember like peeking in and seeing. I think it was like everyone kind of in the ring, and it looked. It reminded me of just like playing sports growing up, having almost, it looked like everyone was huddled and there was like a pre-show kind of speech or like, I don't know, do you guys do that where you guys kind of like huddle up and everyone hangs out in the ring before the show starts or no, is that? They, they're in maybe? there, but they more, okay. most everybody's talking amongst each other. It's not like uh, like one of those pre, like like Paul Heyman. <laughs> like, like a hype up coach <laughs> no, speech or be something nice. like I love, that. I always love that scene in Beyond the Mat. I don't know if you guys saw that movie, but uh -huh. that, the scene where he's like backstage, he's hyping everybody up. And this is the dance. I'm like, I would love a uh -huh. speech like that. <laughs> but no, it's not like that. They're just mostly okay. discussing stuff. And mostly it's the guys feeling the ring. Because okay. every ring I know is really different. Mm -hmm. um, because we have the ring crew that brings the Bourbon Street ring and then the, and the, uh, uh, the LaSalle ring's a whole different one that stays there. Yeah. You know, it completely feels... I mean, I've gotten to go into these rings and, like, totally feel different. And I'm, and as an amateur, just, you know, jumping just, in yeah, them. Uh -huh. and them. Mm -hmm. Totally feel different. Every ring feels different. So the guys really okay. just in there to feel them. So nice. Yeah. Quickly, just to attest right now, because you mentioned the, the ring difference and all that stuff. 
to attest to the, the the fact that you're like, oh, everybody's you know quick thinking, everybody's on their feet, everybody's reacting. When Chris Hero broke the rope, or the rope broke yeah. on Chris Hero, yeah, like I was like, what are they gonna do? It I, was I, nuts. Yeah, fire right. drill. Yeah, like, what, what, <laughs> like totally. What was yeah. what was it like backstage? Com- was it? Panic. Like it was. I was like, what? Wait, what happened? Because <laughs> that part doesn't really break. That clip, right. you know, doesn't really go, yeah. come off. It usually like. Turnbuckle will come off, or you know, rope can collapse mm-hmm. off a turnbuckle. But that, but it was the hook that right. sticks that out of the, the whole. Thing. Yeah, Did yeah. you guys have extras? No, there was no. I mean, that's one of that's the thing that has to that, be like, like welded the, the on. The whole pole we have right. to be replaced. So this wow. is how amazing the ring crew is. I was. Beyond words impressed. These guys, did you see how they rigged it up? They, yeah. They got there, and then within 20 minutes, they used like chains and like tape and prayers, and they just like, <laughs> they just like, but they did this crazy thing with like, they used like this huge. It was like, like um, what it reminded me of, it was the kind of like the, I don't know if they're called ropes or, or, Belts that you use for when you're lifting like fridges and stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, okay, I know those. Yeah, yeah. like those like yeah. pulley type of belts, and then yeah. and like a chain, and like they just did all this stuff on the. I don't know what they did, and a bunch <laughs> of duct tape. And yeah, <laughs> and it held. It completely held. And they somebody would have run the whole show, like right. There was like what three more matches after that, I think, or two more matches after that. Yeah, because that was gonna send us to intermission or something. Right, right. So yeah. there was like maybe three more, and it totally held. Like there was a there was a part where AR Fox went for a top rope something afterwards, and I was yeah. like, oh my god, <laughs> oh my god, <laughs> <laughs> everything held. I was beyond words impressed. Those guys just totally took care of it. It was that's unreal, sweet. unreal. I mean, that's the kind of quick thinking you have to do. Like it's. There's no time to yeah to panic. You have to just figure it out. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I had no idea what they were gonna do. I, I was just like, well, I guess it's uh, <laughs> two ropes. <laughs> <laughs> we're gonna turn this into a two nighter. Everybody come back tomorrow. Yeah. <laughs> there was a Dragon Gate show. Do you guys remember hearing about this? Where they had no, the ring that never showed up, so they did it like on the floor or something. Oh no, really? No, I think it was in Milwaukee or something like that. Some, they had some issue that the ring never came. And from what I, I I I wasn't there, but I heard like they just like ended up doing it like. Like sumo style on the floor or something. It was oh, really wow. weird. I don't know. I don't know what that. I don't know mm. the full story about it. But that's I always very heard interesting. Of like this legend of the of the floor <laughs> ring of the missing ring. <laughs> the missing ring. Yeah. That would be difficult. You need like those elements: the turnbuckle, the ropes, it's the so outside. Weird. Like those are the guardrail. Even those are all like key elements. Yeah, in the it was, match. yeah, for sure. It was a weird thing. I don't. I don't remember like getting full details about it. But mm-hmm. I should ask around about that. Cause I was wondering. <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. So, <laughs> um, did you have any questions, Chris? I have, I think, one more pertaining to um, AEW. Well, it's not an AEW question, so I'll let you ask, and then I'll, I'll, I'll ask my question, and then we can jump into the buffet line. Cool. cool. Actually, really two quick ones. Um, so we had, I don't, I don't, I don't know if you know him. I don't know how popular he was. He's a friend of ours, but we had Ace Martino, who used to wrestle for Dreamwave. Yeah, yeah. I, um, I didn't really know him though. Okay. Yeah, we had him on the podcast, and we were talking about. What's interesting to me, what's the most fascinating part about me, I guess, with wrestling, not my favorite part, but just like how do the people do this, is the choreography. Mm-hmm. So I guess my question to you is, without giving away too much, in terms of like AEW matches, are mo- is most of it on the fly? Like how much is it pre-planned or do they kind of have a sort of structure, like match structure or anything like that where they're calling stuff? From what I see, like and obviously not to give too much away, yeah. and it really isn't giving too much away. The guys do discussing kind of go over bullet points i would say mm-hmm. okay but a lot of it's just like yeah a lot of it's out there you know i mean yeah. a lot of these guys just know what know how to dance and yeah i've seen like the com- there's communication just like hey just let's hit certain things and whatever right and talk about certain bullet points and whatnot but um not too much i mean it's, it's a really good talented group and it's enough that like they got their key points and then they just take they fill in the gaps in between yeah them, you know that's how I, that's how i thought i yeah. think it's just really interesting how the the match the structure of a match plays out and how yeah. the pace picks up at the end and it just seems like 
they're they're reading each other's minds almost at times. So I just thought it was really cool. Uh, really quickly, last one is just the most fulfilling part about like putting on these shows and working for AEW at this capacity. It's it's such a great family atmosphere amongst okay. our, our crew and then the fans, like and friends I've made because of it. Yeah, that's so fulfilling. Like I seeing like now it's like twice a month and like seeing this these group that comes together twice a month. It's mm-hmm. it really is fun. Okay. And uh, it's allowed me different opportunities to just kind of like meet different people and yeah, um, kind of live out. I mean, in a weird way, it's like I'm doing crew, but you know, I'm not in the ring, but obviously living. It's living out some weird, small part of the dream, you know, because I was yeah, hundred percent. Mm-hmm. Like I'm in Did it. Did you, you ever know? try to get in the ring? I had it. Honestly, I'll never forget. In, in 2002, my option was I went. This guy was going to help me pay for wrestling school. I was down to do it. Mm-hmm. Okay. And I went to. Uh, I lived in the northwest side. PCW had their school there, and then um, the other one where Danny, uh, what's his name, uh, Danny Dominion and Ace Steel ran theirs. I forgot the name of theirs. That's the one where like okay. Punk and Cabana trained. Mm-hmm. Okay, theirs were a little more west. Uh, I was closer to the PCW once. So I went there. And I didn't like it at all. It was, it was kind of dumpy, and I was like, man, this is a wrestling school. Kind of soured me on it, you know. And yeah. then I started a band instead. Right. <laughs> nice. So had I gone to the other one, my gonna, life would have been different. Yeah, <laughs> right. It's cool. You still yeah. get to be around it though. Yeah. yeah. So I. I do get to do like when we're in LaSalle and like we're the first ones there and the ring's usually set up already. I, you better believe I jump in there. Oh, I'm yeah. Ropes. I'm taking like top rope jumps. <laughs> 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 like all injuries, I'm, I'm my responsibility if it happens, but I just, I have to do it, you know? Yeah. <laughs> I think when we were talking to Ace, I was like, I have like a 10 year goal of just like getting in a ring and running the ropes. Like it's, one of these days, I just want to run the ropes and take a clothesline and see what it's like. I, I ran it. Like I did the wrong thing with my, I guess, with the way I like had my leg the first time I ran it. And I watched the video. I'm like, oh man, I was totally wrong. So <laughs> now I got it. Nice. But then I did like just a, a body splash and like just like a plain empty ring. And I, I was like, oh shit, that was a lot of stuff than I thought. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so yeah, I it's definitely a lot. I had so much more respect just from that like yeah. 30 seconds of doing because it, it does. You do get hurt, man. Yeah, <laughs> I was yeah. like, this really mm-hmm. does. Yeah, I think really quickly that was your. That was kind of to your point about how wrestling fans will forgive wrestlers if they have a bad match. Exactly. Because there's, like, so much respect involved about how these people are fearless and they're just really sacrificing their own body. So that might be a difference between, like, a band and a wrestler. Oh, totally. Yeah. And, and it's, like, to me, it's, like, you know it's predetermined, mm-hmm. you know? But yet they're 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 going full out as if it's not. Yeah. To pull that off, to me, is the, ba- is the most amazing part of the art. Yeah. Like, you're, you're still trying to, like, you know everybody's in on it. But you still have to show that for the for the camera uh-huh. for the for those moments. You still have to show that this is a real fight. Yeah. So to pull off that performance to like, you know, I don't want to say fake it, but kind of like, um, give the illusion. You know, for that for that match, it's like that's that's an amazing talent to me. Yeah. You know, like playing an instrument's cool. I mean, it's great. Like I can play this instrument. Yeah. I can play this song. But like, you know, it's it's a real tangible song. Like I'm not faking being an instrument. You know, or, or a, a musician. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm not, it's not like it's not a Millie Vanilli situation, <laughs> like, I mean, you know, but in this, it's like they have to they know that you they know that you know what's going to happen or not what's going to happen at the end. But that it's already set to go at the end. Yeah. But in between there, they have to make it look right. And that's that's an amazing thing to pull off, like the talent involved in doing that. Yeah, it's sure. remarkable. I just I, yeah, that's just not under I think it's underappreciated totally. by just like people who just don't understand wrestling. I don't think they, they, just, they understand that They don't play wrestling because they, they look at it. They Well, it's just low and it's trash. It's fake. You know, they right, all say it's right. fake. Mm-hmm. It's like it is. It is such an amazing performance art yeah. to me. Yeah, 100%. That's the part that the masses don't get, you know? Yeah. So that's unfortunate. All right, Chris, your question. Sorry, I snuck oh, sorry. in like no, no, four no, no, more no, there. Okay. <laughs> um, I guess uh, you were, you know, you were, you were talking about, you know, was it 
you know, going and making a band or, or wrestling. And, and I just yeah. wanted to know a little bit more about the band and and Good question. Know, what wh- where can we listen to your stuff? What's the name of the band? Just oh, kind of cool. want to hear some of that. Yeah. Thanks. Well, the band's name is Hemi, H-E-M-I, like the engine. Cool. Uh, mm-hmm. Hemimusic.com is our uh, website. We've been doing it. It's going to be 14 years in June. Um, actually working on nice. our fifth album right now. We're in the studio right now. Nice. And uh, it's been great, man. I mean, we've been doing it a long time. We've It's like thrash metal, like not the growly kind of stuff, a more um, like old school kind of thrash with newer type of production. Okay. So, um, yeah, I mean, we're, we've been really at it for a long time. We've been on the radio in 22 countries. Um, that's awesome yeah definitely you know we've we've played shows all over the all over not all over the world i wish but yeah all the, you know, around the country mm-hmm. and stuff we've done a lot of stuff like that and then um we have a really good big following in europe which is nuts oh, you well, know nice. a lot of our plays and royalties and merch sales are all in europe which is great nice um so we've been doing really well we it's just consistency we've been a really consistent band for many years and that's the best part yeah uh, it's the hardest part too yeah it's like with something like because that's not your full-time job right no, but being not. consistent with that pulling yeah. that off and um mm-hmm. you know it's lineup changes tons of lineup changes over the years yeah but just managing that and just keeping it going has been a, an amazing amazing feat but we've we've pulled it off man we're doing pretty well and um but yeah we're working on our new album so we the last thing we recorded was a um it's a two-song tribute to motorhead oh and, nice. yeah in the wake of uh lemmy's passing right so the uh the intro song at thursday night special when the announcers came out that was one of our songs one of the songs off that ep oh nice. so they wanted to kind of like because what happened was at logan square during the six-man scramble that opened up mm-hmm. a lot of guys didn't bring their music they didn't have they didn't supply oh. the music so we're like what do we do uh you know we could stream it but streaming's always iffy sometimes right uh-huh. so they were like well let's just send them out with one song and which they did if you mm-hmm. know, remember and they were like what song i'm like well i got one of mine let's just play one of mine so they're like all right let's do it and it's they're like i remember dan daniels was like it's not some growly like you know <laughs> i'm like no no, no it's, fine. it's like all right just do it so they it went out, you know, they, they all came out to my song, which is really cool for me. And mm-hmm. But I noticed, like, around the crowd, everybody was kind of, like, really getting into it. Cause it's kind of like a driving beat. And I'm like, well, this is fun, you know? Yeah. Yeah. So I pitched the idea. I'm like, why don't we open with that when the announcers, because right now the announcers weren't coming out to anything when they mm-hmm. do, like, the countdown. Yeah. That's true, yeah. So I'm like, mm-hmm. why don't we just have them walk out to it during their intro? And it worked out perfectly. So they did it at Thursday Night Special cool. first time. Yeah. That'll be cool if it, like, catches on then everyone knows. Yeah. Okay, like, the show is starting. Get get in your seat. Now get hyped up. That'll my be my like... idea was kind of like how Ring of Honor does their, um, their like, their kickoff. They mm-hmm. have, like, the, uh, I think they use a Jethro Tull song, right, to kick it off, you know? Mm-hmm. So everybody's kind of, like, driving with that. They all just know when that starts. It's Right. Like, it's go time. Right, it's yeah. go time. Recognition. So it's one of those things. So we went with that idea. Cool. But, yeah, it's hemimusic.com. We're, um, like I said, new album's coming out. Tons of merch on there. We few, merch, merch, you merch. fund the album. You know, we, <laughs> awesome. we are we yeah. are musicians. Who yeah. Aren't millionaires. <laughs> There's cool t-shirts. I, no- I noticed that's how, like, a lot of people <laughs> plug, which is the right way. It's like, uh, you will, yeah, support us. Like, you yeah. support us and you allow us to do other cool stuff for free that's like a good it's a good yeah. way of saying it but it's also true it's not deceiving in any way no not at so all. yeah we, we actually support our merch really cheap too like we just mm-hmm. want we rather you have it than try to like try to have to afford it right mm-hmm. so our merch you know our t-shirts are always 10 bucks and things like oh that. that's so cheap that is really cheap. cheap yeah, yeah. For sure we even have our own hot sauce i i swear we have our own hot sauce wow okay. that's Soul different hot sauce it is hot if you're a hot sauce taking fan, souls I try it, now. it is uh, <laughs> honest i'll tell you what we sold more hot sauce in 2016 than we did albums, which is oh. amazing. And it fueled the hot sauce sales so that fueled the new albums. How did that production come to be Ooh. About. 
we were we were kicking around new merch ideas. We're like, you know, what's what's like a new thing? We try to do you know merch run twice a year of new stuff, a bunch of stuff. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And we're like, you know, we got T-shirts, we had uh, you know koozies, stickers, lighters, that kind of pins. We're like, what's another? Th- what's a new thing? I'm like, and uh, one of our old old members had mentioned something. He was a food guy, and he had mentioned something, but we never did anything with it. And I was like, why don't we try a hot sauce? You know, let's just try mm-hmm. a hot sauce. And uh, because we played a gig in Milwaukee or uh, right outside of Milwaukee. Where this guy was selling a hot sauce, we're like, that'd be cool. Like, if we had, you know, I'm like, how if we developed our own or something? It just like kicked around this idea. Yeah. You know, and then we thought about it, sat on it, then we came back around and we went ahead and did it. So nice. Found a company um, that makes it, and we kind of gave them our idea what we wanted. Like, you know, we're calling it Soul Taker Hot Sauce because our one of our logos is like the Reaper, and he's holding the Hemi logo, uh, logo in his hands. Okay. Okay. I'm like, all right, so he's the Soul Taker, you know. So I'm like, call it Soul Taker. What kind of formulations can you do? We worked with them pretty closely. I mean, they're like, it's legit. It's FDA-approved, you know, facility, one of those things. They, they, mm-hmm. That's what they do for a living. So they formulated that sauce for us. We taste-tested it. It was perfect. And then we went and put it in production. And we, so we got, we started off with a case to see how it went. And we sold the case in, like, three days. It was sold out. So we're like, yeah, we need to order more. <laughs> so, yeah, it was more hot sauce than, I, it, I love joking about it, more hot sauce than albums in 2016. And it literally, it's funded 2017 for us cool (laughs) go figure (laughs) that's sweet that's sweet yeah all right now you're gonna be hungry with the hot sauce so yeah we're gonna step into the buffet line let's do it um so chris did you have a a little salad we're in the salad bar right now okay uh chris did you want to start us off we're gonna follow you through the buffet line here um so um for salad all right so this is it's a heavy salad i think maybe heavier heavy salad okay Um, okay um so I don't know if you caught recently. I think it was yesterday. Um, Wrestle Circus put a Indiegogo. Uh, they were trying to fund their next show, or or you know just fund themselves. Okay. Um, oh, okay. But they this. got a lot of bad rep because they were saying I think one of the prices or one of, one of the, the donation amounts was eight hundred dollars, and you get to be part of the booking committee. Really? If you paid X Whoa. amount of dollars. You know, you'll be backstage, and you know, like, so you're kind of participating as part of the crew. Okay. Yeah. And it was like, there's something that feels not right about that, and they got a lot of bad rep, uh, well, a lot of bad responses over Twitter. Okay. Which it got shut down. Anything that they uh, collected, they refunded it back. Really? Really? And it lasted a day. It, it lasted I, maybe less than 24 hours. Wow, that's crazy. That is and crazy. Yeah. Um, I wanted to know what was your take on it because when I first heard about this, well, when I first saw it, I was like, at first I was like, oh wow, that's cool, but then I'm like, that's not cool. Like, <laughs> I, I don't know how. So, I so, so I feel like if if they're offering you to be part of booking the show, which in my mind I'm like, they're just gonna shove you in a corner and tell you to be quiet. Yeah. But you know, I'm like, is that is that the right way to go about? So, so expansion. I feel like a positive thought popped into my head when I heard that. But mm-hmm. can I can I hear first why you said or like why you had some? It sounds like you. It sounded like you had some negative thoughts. Is that true? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Because so when what those like, were initially was it, it just it just felt like so we you know we hear the kayfabe's that this that and the other mm-hmm. and and one of the things you know like especially talking to Trent like we want to know what's what's in the inside of things you know and yeah but I wouldn't want to be part of it because then i'm gonna be enjoying it differently and in, in a way of like okay i'm okay. a big fan of AEW, and if i'm like oh i want to you know be part of the booking I'm like no like that like that's what i like about AEW. like okay. i don't know what's gonna happen 
you know, I, you know, I'll say hi to Phoenix and I talk to him when I see him, you know, we're mm-hmm. cool, a fan wrestler relationship, but I wouldn't want to be in the inside of things. Telling them what to from do. A, from <laughs> a standpoint of like, oh, I bought my ticket to get in. Right. I, I totally agree because you know? that was one of the challenges for me was like that last bit of the curtain being mm-hmm. pulled back by working there now. You know, it's like that little uh, bit of mystery. That I, it's like now I, I do that's watch, a good point. I do watch yeah. it differently. I do watch the show differently. Okay. Um, and I, but I purposely make it a point to not. I don't want. I don't want results. Like they, the music mm-hmm. guys, obviously, they, certain people have to know mm-hmm. that yeah. I work with. But I say, don't tell me anything. I still want some semblance of surprise. Ooh, that's cool. I yeah. try to because it's for me. It's like yeah, I do enjoy it differently now. It's mm-hmm. harder. It's hard. I miss. There's times I miss just being in the audience. So yeah, yeah. I, agree with you. I know what you mm-hmm. mean when you say. Is that, that what a lot of the negative comments on Twitter were around um, that time? Around or were people saying? Well, other some things? people were were like. You know t- those marky fans, if you may, like, oh, this is great. Support Wrestle Circus, and I understand the, the understand the support Wrestle Circus because I've been following Wrestle Circus, and and their cards are amazing. Like, they, yeah, they yeah, look yeah. really good. Like, I've never been to a show or never seen one. I don't know if they have any streaming or whatever, but mm-hmm. um, it seems like they were they outgrew their location or something, and then they were trying to expand into something bigger, and that's why they rolled this out. Okay, um, but yeah, from Twitter. You had other people from, like, even some wrestlers. I think, uh, can't remember who, but I saw a wrestler made a, was making fun of it pretty much. Okay. Was like, yeah, like, don't don't fuck around with us. Like, we don't want a fan, you know, booking our our shows. Yeah. Yeah. You know. Maybe they, because what popped into my head was just like business opportunity. From a and that was standpoint? like, yeah, that's so yeah, that's. Like, I mean, that's just how my mind works. That's. Yeah. What, but I completely, I I did not think about having the show ruined in that sense so that's like a good point you guys brought up which is cool but maybe they just went about it i mean if you're not going to tell your talent that this is happening i feel like that's step number one like setting those expectations Mm -hmm. with them uh and maybe they did it too gung-ho maybe that should have been like a slow rollout like donate 50 bucks and you get to like spend a little bit of time backstage or something before a match and you talk to like joey ryan before he goes out there yeah because there were different options obviously you know how that works yeah but the one that stuck with me is like i think it was eight nine hundred bucks to be part of the booking right for that one show that's a large scale maybe like a smaller scale scale, and then if it catches on it's kind of like like, you know people, people make fun of money marks you know they're like oh well like they'd say you know, uh, there was oh Dixie Carter was a money mark. She was just mm-hmm. a rich, a rich girl, or you know, a rich family. Right. She bought TNA. You know, it's like, mm-hmm. what's the difference then in that case? It's like somebody had eight eight hundred bucks and bought their way onto a booking committee. You know, it's like you're just a money. I mean, it's like it kind of ruins like the mystique of it a bit. You know, it's like you're just a money mark too. Right. Then. If you end up you know? in that booking committee, like I don't even know what the track to that is. But I, it's would, not easy. Uh, yeah. Whatever no. that is, yeah. it's super respected in my opinion. And yeah. like, you have to go through that path and oh, not totally. buy your way into, you know, just for the sake of saying, like, oh, I was there for the yeah. Juice yeah. event. Maybe I, it should have been like more fan exclusive stuff instead of like something like that where like, like you're for, controlling. If you want to be an investor in the company, then you can have some say. Like, that's one thing. You know, oh, yeah. 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 you want to drop, right. yeah, yeah. drop a thousand bucks and be part, like a part investor. Okay. Well, then you can maybe. Make a rec- have a, vo- a bit of a voice, but just to say you paid eight hundred bucks and now you can book a part of the show, it's like wait a minute, you know? Yeah. <laughs> if that's if that's all it takes. It's kind of kind of ruins yeah. it, you know? Right. So that's what I had. I thought yeah. it was. I saw a tweet that they had. It was if this gets like three thousand or nine or it was like an insane amount of retweets. It might have been like nine thousand. Then their next show is going to be free. Yeah. So was that like a 
fan thing to try to make up for? Um, I think that this is something that's been running for the past three days. Oh, okay. The the whole Indiegogo thing, I think, started off yesterday. Oh, okay. And by today, it's, it's gone. Trying a lot of weird. I mean, I kind of respect the effort of like trying weird things. Maybe push the bounds a little bit too much on that Indiegogo idea, but mm-hmm. yeah, it sounds like there. I don't know. There's someone back there to like turn in their their head, well, their yeah, gears in their head, trying to figure thinking, something out. You know, yeah, like, you gotta get creative, right? And it's mm-hmm. a tough industry to, to raise money. I mean, money's not on the indie scene. It's like yeah, the cash flow is there, but the profit margin isn't there really. So right, you know, right. You, how do you raise that capital? You know, mm-hmm. from a business standpoint. So I mean, that's. Kudos to thinking outside the box. It's just a weird. That was a weird. That's a weird incentive tier. I, I could. Yeah. Yeah. Mentioned. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like you want to pay a hundred bucks, you can go backstage and you know take a bunch of pictures and get ten things autographed. That's one thing. Yeah. You know, mm-hmm. but yeah, I don't know. <laughs> Buying your way onto the company is weird. Um, are you Are you doing AW Snapchat? I saw you guys recently just had one. Yeah. So I I restarted it. It was it's been okay. there for a bit. Okay. Um, nobody had been using it, so I said, you know, let me uh let me ask the guy who used to do it for the password. So I got it. Mm-hmm. And uh, I've been trying to build that up. I also do the Instagram, the daily Instagram posts yep. and the Instagram story. I personally like that better because you get six more seconds on Instagram video. Mm-hmm. And the quality is a little better. So for shows, I like to do the Instagram story. I was trying to insert a little more Snapchat in between just because people, ha- they're following us on there. As soon as I kicked it out, people started following us yep, on there more. Me. So, <laughs> yeah. so I've been thinking about doing is getting like um, like a cheap iPod Touch or something and making that an exclusive for the yeah, Snapchat. Just so it's always yeah. logged in and ready, and I can just, you know, Snapchat You're not that. swapping yeah. back and forth. Yeah, because it's tough with the yeah. Yeah. apps. It's like it's going back and forth with the Tino. I want to catch certain spots. So right. if I have two, I can just dedicate one. Mm-hmm. So I'm trying mm-hmm. to do that. That's what, I, that's what I do when I, I – I won't record anything, but I'll record Snapchats of, like, AW shows and yeah. then send them to my friends and put them on tw- our Twitter. Yeah, Because it's that. just, like, cool snippets. But it's hard. I find myself – um, and I try to, if I find myself on my phone too much, I like put it away, yeah. but I want to take notes so we can like recap yeah, shows. And when I'm recording, I find that it's like, you know, there's that rise to the spot kind of like the, Oh, and then yeah, like yeah. something goes wrong and like, I have to yeah. redo it. <laughs> exactly. So I'm like redoing my Snapchats three times in a row. And that's, that's, <laughs> Snapchat. that's why I like Instagram video. You get that, that extra six seconds yeah. really, really helps out for those. Oh, moments. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Where it's like. You're like AR Fox is like perched on the top right, rope right, right. and he's like taking forever I, to do the 450. It's like, like oh, just jump. <laughs> <laughs> By the time you restart, he's already jumped. Yeah, right. exactly. I don't worry about video. I, I just, I just, I rely on the unicorn now, man. If I miss a video, uh, I just, oh. you know, like, hey, you just get me, a cool, get me that clip. <laughs> he's got, he's, he captures like a lot of the cool stuff, man. Yeah. He does. He was on our, he was a guest on one of our. I heard, yeah, last before, podcast. Okay. I was, yeah. I was in Vegas. Yeah, still suffering financially <laughs> from that trip but uh yeah martin was able to step in and yeah he's he's fantastic yeah with and like it, what he does passion we were a little like like he was recording a lot you know we were like well, what is this guy doing because he was like kicking it out on twitter all the time we're like should we stop this because like, right. every match and it was like most of the match so a couple of the, like one of the other guys was like you know i think we should say something but then i talked and i saw what he was doing because he was tagging a lot of it on instagram like he's really like hypes the company mm-hmm. a lot oh like, yeah he puts people over all the time oh that's that's kind of like part of his wrestling with yeah, unicorns yeah. that's like the mission right yeah. so when i yeah. talked to him about it and i was like no thanks so much i'm like i saw i see what you're doing now with it because i we weren't sure what he was doing and we thought you're just recording it and keeping it or uh-huh. putting it on twitter for free or whatever you know but he hyped so much i'm like no thanks so much i'm like if you yeah. need anything from me let me know and you know if, and he's like yeah and if you need clips just let me know i'll send it to you or whatever mm-hmm. so 
it's cool. Like we're totally. I love it. And he always captures good moments too. Yeah, he's always front row too. He's so always that, front so row. That helps. Which helps. <laughs> <laughs> and he knows when to start hitting record. Like he's got the good timing eye, you know, which is awesome. He does. <laughs> so yeah, yeah, no, it works out great. <laughs> cool. I had a. Uh, I had, let's step a little farther down. I had one little salad comment, and I just it it could go nowhere, but it's just a question. So. Um, well, I started watching Lucha Underground season one again because I missed season one. It's on Netflix now, right? Yeah, it's yeah. on Netflix. I easy, started too. Easy access. Yeah. Uh, I found out that Johnny Mundo was a face at the beginning of season one, Lucha Underground season one. He wasn't like being booed yet, which I thought. I mean, I like him either way. Right. Cause, yeah. Yeah. You're, you're referencing him now with the. Uh, New World Underground or whatever with the, with this little click now, right? Oh yes, yes, with yeah, Evans and uh, yeah. PJ Black, yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, which I like that. I really like that team, mm-hmm. by the way. Um, but then I saw, so that kind of got me think in a in a in a non weird way. That was like, oh, I remember how John, like good John Morrison was? And then I saw him on an Art of Wrestling podcast, an older one with mm-hmm. Cole Cabana. And this leads me to my final question. Mm-hmm. Now I kind of want to see Boone the Bounty Hunter. Has any? Do you know if anyone's seen it or like how it's doing or its oh. reviews or things like that? Uh, my friend Mike Bradley was an indie worker. He just left Chicago actually just a couple of days ago. He um, was in charge of the the premiere that happened at the AMC yeah. River East, whatever. Okay. He kind of worked on it and like made that happen with with oh, uh, cool. with John. So it was cool. He said it was great. So yeah. It's actually a pretty good movie. Like <laughs> that's what I hear. Yeah. Too. Like, like nice. it's a fun movie. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Cool. I have not seen it. I've I've heard good things about it yeah yeah it was like you know it was like a wrestling fan like okay i'm gonna watch a movie i know it could be a you know a shitty movie but no like people yeah, are yeah. Out like okay that was decent and without the bias like, too like it's like oh mm-hmm. well can i like jamoris and it's like no it's actually like a fun movie apparently so that's exactly what cole cabana said and, yeah. and john and morrison's like well is that because you didn't have a lot of great expectations going into it and cole was like uh <laughs> and like you didn't really answer it's a wrestler it, movie you know how yeah. many are good <laughs> yeah you're expe- yeah, i heard it's like fun and a little bit cheesy at, at parts but that were those were my expectations so yeah. I'll probably end up enjoying it if I see it, which I think it's like Amazon Video has it, so you you can get it pretty yeah, easily. Yeah, iTunes, it's somewhere in there. You think wrestler movies? I always think I, I, my barometer is Mr. Nanny with Hogan. So <laughs> <laughs> it can't be worse than that. You know, so then it just goes from there. <laughs> wow, Mr. Nanny reference. Never thought I'd hear one. Um, but right. did you, Trent? Did you have any sidebar items or anything quick to touch on? Uh, let me see. I'm trying to think if there was anything small that was kind of. Kind of getting to me, like just to, just to appetize it a bit. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, what do you guys think of um? So uh, like Keith Lee was totally new to me. As okay. Far as I, I mean, is it is? Can we keep okay. salad bar? In the I think no. I think the, this is a good transition yeah. into like Thursday night special, oh, okay. which is our our entree or main course. Okay. So like, let, yeah. let's go. Keep with that. going. Then, keep yeah, going. I, I skipped the salad. I guess. So yeah, I um Keith Lee was really new. To, I didn't know anything about him until we started bringing him in. Okay. And I was I wasn't totally. Totally sold on him because um, his first match was at Logan, right? Mm-hmm. And I'm like, this big dude, and he's doing like, you know, this like cruiserweight moves, which is kind of weird, you know. Mm-hmm. But um, I, I, and the match against Pentagon, I wasn't too, still totally sold. That on was him. my first experience of Keith Lee, yeah. right? And I was like, it's an all right. Yeah, match. I was like, it's okay. Mm-hmm. I'm like, because you hype? heard all the hype. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Right. I'm like, what's all the hype, right? Like, eh. <laughs> but the match against Dijak at Thursday Night Special was pretty impressive. My only beef with it though is, um, I just I don't, it's weird, but big guys like huge guys are doing like cruiserweight type moves. And it's okay, like, I, I me personally, it's like be be the big guy. Like you don't have mm-hmm. to pull off. Like and they these did, like, two were both of them big guys. They're huge, and then they were doing like there was like 
there was so many Canadian or my well, I guess there's destroyers now, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> so there's yeah, that's that's a yeah. fruit common move now. Yeah, yeah. But it's yeah. like a destroyers now, like it's like the super kick now. I mean, there was, yeah, it's, yeah, it's true, it's very doing, true. And then mm-hmm. I think at one point there was a it was like a power bomb on the apron or a power driver on the apron at one point. Yeah. It's some weird stuff, man. And there, were, I mean, there's her Karana's now. I'm like, what is going on here? Like, these guys <laughs> moon like, salts, moon salts. I'm like, I don't know. To me, that's a, a personal thing for me. Like, I just like big guys to be big guys. Okay. Because that's what I watch the like cruiserweights for. Like for high, high flying yeah. stuff. I don't know. That's a just a personal opinion, but right. But there's a lot of guys. I mean, you guys, the Thursday night special. We yeah. can just hop right into it. That had that like insane six man scramble mm-hmm. that I heard. So it it would be. Good. As long as I don't mean I don't know if they're pulling off these moonsaults or moves or like Keith Lee and Dijak. I know the first time I saw Dijak, I think at Bourbon, like he almost hurt himself on a moonsault right. off yeah, the right. apron, and I was like scared. I was like, oh shit! Like I think his knees saved him, or he might have landed on yeah. his knees. He didn't land on his feet on the outside. Um, so if they're pulling him off, I guess that's cool. But to me, it would be like okay, if you have your six man scramble, that's one end of the spectrum. So give me like. The other end yeah, of the spectrum, exactly. right? You want to have like the whole wide array of things. Right. An example match would be, probably. I don't know. If, is this what you wanted to see out of them? Like the the Sierra, uh, Cerro Miedo show, right? I, mm-hmm. I say that wrong all the time. Um, <laughs> <laughs> the I remember uh, Hero and Galloway wrestled for like seventeen minutes, and yeah. it was just like a slugfest. There was like seventy four hundred forearms in that match. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. It would is that kind of what you wanted to see yeah, out of Lee and Dijak, something like, like that? Okay, because that's that's those guys I know make it believable and for that type of match, and that's okay. what I want to see out of them. When I see when I see a, a guy Keith Lee size doing a moonsault, it's like, well, I don't know, like. Would he normally do that? You know, it doesn't seem normal. I mean, mm-hmm. anything, any, anything can be done in wrestling now, right? I mean, you, you work together and you call a spot and do it. But right. It's more believable when a hundred and you know seventy pound guy is doing a moonsault than a two hundred seventy pound guy. It okay. Just, it seems more logical to me. Yeah, it's I more think like that makes lo- sense. It's more logic and psychology for me. I'm, I like the old school stuff. So I think in that regard, you know. But yes, when you mention Hero and Gallo, it's like, yeah, I want two big dudes. You're, you know, six. You know, six five and up, just beating the shit out of each other. Yeah. That's cool. Mm-hmm. That's that's what I want to see out of them. Yeah. Okay. Because right. you have enough um, high flyers to compensate yeah. throughout the show. Exactly. And, exactly. Yeah. yeah. And so I feel it takes away from it a little bit when Keith Lee's doing a moonsault. Does it make you know? Does it make Paco's any? Does it keep his special then? You know, like right. it's like yeah. well, he went off the top rope too. What's a big deal? It's like. But no, it's like that. Cruiserweights to who I look towards to do that. You know. Yeah. Yeah. Off the top rope on Thursday, JT Davison. Oh yeah, blew my mind. <laughs> I saw a video of that. Insane. It looked cool. Extremely talented, very underrated. He guy. didn't yeah. stay up there too, like perch up there. It looked like he no, got up there, and then he's just like, "Let's get this over with." Yeah, and he just like don't like he's dove extremely cool. talented. I I don't know him too well, like backstage and stuff, more mm-hmm. just like a hello and whatever. Mm-hmm. But watching the guy work is if you really pay attention to him, he's he's incredible. I think he's like a very talented. In the in the day, especially in the day and age where managers aren't really like a thing anymore. Yeah. Right, you know? it's true. Very true. Um, and like to me, like the last like really good manager that came around was Truth Martini. I think it was an amazing manager because we had him in AEW for a long time. Okay. And I think it was phenomenal. Then the Ring of Honor run that he did. And I was like, man, when he left AEW, I was like, who's going to fill that that one special manager role in AEW? And JT's awesome. Yeah. yeah, you tell me that all the time, Chris. Yeah, I just ne- for some reason I never pay attention to him, but you always tell me to pay that, attention well, that, to like, that just could little be things that he does. Also, you know, a testament to what he does that he doesn't take away from the match. Exactly. Yeah, that's the key, right? Yeah. Like, he doesn't take away from the match. He adds on, and he's there, and he's shouting at the right moment. Um, he's just 
yeah. yeah, and like I said on Thursday when he jumped off the top rope, I did not expect that. Yeah. And, <laughs> and, and, and exactly what you said though, like he went in there, he didn't poach at the top, he just really climbed on real fast, yeah. suit on and everything, and just went for that dive. The whole spot, like it was, uh, everybody dove during that time. It was like a big f you to Randy Orton. <laughs> <laughs> so it was great. Nice. Yeah. Anything else from Thursday night special that was like really good in both of your guys? Because I wasn't there, so fill me in. I think the uh, I like the main event a lot. I think it was cool. I, I, more so, I think it was cool seeing Hoovy. I've never seen Hoovy mm-hmm. perform live. Yeah, and I've loved him since I was a kid. Yeah, you know? and. So that was cool, especially getting to meet him was awesome too. And I was like, man, I'm meeting the the Jews. This is yeah, great. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, so it was fun. Like, but it was it was not the craziest match, but it was a very solid match. Okay, that's mm-hmm. what I, I liked about it. Nice. Um, so that was a big highlight for me on that one. Yeah. We had um, wh- what was the um, oh well the the Donovan Dijak versus Keith yeah. Lee, right? Um, I had just seen that. Same match Didn't at Evolve. It? it evolved, right? They right. did that like a week, a week and before. And I was telling Charlie that when I was, I was there. I was front row. I was next to Martin, and it was it was scary the whole time because they were trying to do moves off the top rope. Right, exactly. And yeah. it took me away from what the match wanted to be versus like, oh shit, these guys are gonna slip and fall. Exactly. There was but times uh, in, in and when I was like, oh my god, they're gonna slip. It's <laughs> the weight of it all. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 <laughs> and yeah. Such a low roof, but yeah. Um, yeah, but overall, like I think you know, they, the the fans were into it, and it was yeah. a more entertaining match than what I saw it evolve. So really, I was I was really happy with that. I think the, the the key of that match was the timing. They they knew when how to build and take the match in waves, to build to the spots, whatever the spots were. They mm-hmm. built to them really well. Okay, I think that's what made that special match really special that night was. They just knew how to just take the crowd for a ride. Yeah, so that was the magic of it. Despite whatever I was saying about like the high spots and everything, they just knew when to hit them. That's that cool. was cool. Yeah. yeah. How was that tag match, the AR Phoenix one? I liked it. Yeah. I thought it was pretty solid, actually. I thought it was really energetic. Uh, yeah. Remind me, AR Phoenix, or Shane Strickland, yeah. and Leo Rush. Leo Rush. Oh, yeah. 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 That was fun. That it was. That had that's a, that's some really cool spots too. Um, Good energy. Yeah, and um, Leo Rush and Strickland, like Strickland's. He keeps on killing it like every time yeah. he's been at AEW. Yeah. Um, and um, uh, Leo Rush was his first time at AEW. Yeah, right? it was his debut. Yeah. yeah. Um, so the crowd took it in real well. Um, and, you know, AR Fox and Phoenix, uh, which we did not expect to, to come out as champions right. at Logan. Um, More of a different the, pair, but yeah, they work. But they work together mm-hmm. real well. So yeah. I think people started calling them AR Phoenix now. Yeah. <laughs> I've been hearing that lately. <laughs> yep. Just yep. easy. Rolls yeah. off the tongue. Their their photo that I took for in the Instagram uh that night they won the belts. Mm-hmm. Little small little factoid. Most liked photo in on AW's social media history. history. Oh, wow. <laughs> what did it what did it what I did it top out? Like seven hundred plus likes or something. Some insane uh-huh. amount. Like I was That's like, cool. crap. It just kept coming and I was like, Wow, this is nuts. It's a good photo. Yeah. <laughs> you probably got to turn those notifications off on your phone. Right? I definitely have them off. I, I run like four Instagram accounts. I'm like, no way, no way, I'm keeping those on. <laughs> nice, nice. Yeah, but that was it. Was cool. That was a really fun night too. Yeah, when they yeah, it was, it was a good show overall. Yeah. I mean, I can't put over AEW enough. Like, I've never been to a bad show or an okay show. And Chris goes to every single one. Yeah, no, we yeah. we. The word on you guys reviewing them has gotten around more, so it's very appreciated mm-hmm. by everybody. You know, like thanks. Uh, like I just stumbled upon it. I think I just I typed AEW in iTunes to search, and then you guys came up on one of the oh, reviews. Oh, sweet! The that's tags what, are working. Literally <laughs> how I found it. You know, and uh, then just started telling everybody like what what you guys are doing. Yeah, 
No, but no, it's like, no, we it's appreciated what you guys are doing, like the reviews. I actually really personally, I like the um, you guys did like a pre-show review on the ride down to LaSalle. Yeah, for, oh, that was uh, a big experiment. <laughs> yeah, I, it, I mean, it was. Quick. Did you like it? I actually like that. Okay, bro. I was like, it's kind of cool because you're like setting up the show that you're about to go see, and then it's like, oh, now it's like to decompress afterwards. You know? Right. Like you, I like me personally. I wouldn't mind more of those. Those are fun. Yeah, they they were. We were. Chris was like holding his phone. Chris was holding his hand like this for an hour. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And before that, we missed an exit. And then during the show, yeah. I think it was like, yeah, I just missed an exit. I actually so. like that. It, it was cool to like <laughs> set it up and then like get your thoughts on like what the card is set at. Yeah, it was our first time at LaSalle, so yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we have we've done a couple previews, but mostly it's like just reviews. Yeah. Um, but uh, that's cool. That's great feedback. So thank you. No, yeah. Uh, and and thank you for all you do. Also with AEW, oh, I can't thanks. say that enough. So, yeah, maybe we'll do some more onesie twosies or yeah, yeah now things we have, like that. You know, mm-hmm. you're getting to try our new equipment. So, so it's very nice equipment for the, for the listeners at home. <laughs> yeah, this is a fancy setup. And here. going <laughs> and going back to your consistency thing with your band Hemi. Yeah. So we're on. We're getting on like this schedule now of meeting at least like every two or every other week. Yeah, so. which is great. Yeah. consistency right to try to build a podcast but that's cool that it's traveling around i mean that and when i think you talked to us at LaSalle, yeah. i'm gonna gush a little bit here but i think you talked to us at LaSalle, and you're like you guys are just really different and that to me was like the best compliment that i could receive because how many wrestling podcasts are there There's in the so world many. it's like you know um, so like the fact that we could stand out just a little bit than your regular ones is like really cool i think so. what i love most about what you guys are doing is the uh it's it's not smarky. It's it's just a positive. It's just fan. It's like it's very fan loving podcast. Yeah, and it's not like over analytical. Mm-hmm. That's the thing. It's like people overanalyze wrestling. It's like what are we overanalyzing here? This is like this is like play fighting, right? You know, like, <laughs> it's like guys in masks. Like, what are we overanalyzing? Let's just enjoy this for what it is. Yeah, and people get like super. Like I can't handle the negativity of wrestling. It blows my mind. Mm-hmm. Like mm-hmm. people wishing like closure and death upon companies. I'm like, you guys are out of your mind. Yeah, you know. I was like, this is so weird that you, for wrestling of all things. Yeah. But what I heard you guys were doing, it's just it's fans who just enjoy it. Let's talk about the show and what we yeah. enjoy, and it's just fun. I'm like, this is exactly what I do with my friends in my living room. You know, like, <laughs> yes. that's the vibe that I like. Cool. So I love that. Yeah. So with very appreciated. Yeah. yeah. Um. You, let me give you another compliment again. The press conference, I guess we can talk about like the upcoming show. Yeah. Mm-hmm. The, unless you guys had anything else about Thursday Night Special. But oh, I, I got I, I, it's on my, I should probably get that MP4 soon. I probably will. Wait, actually, I wanted to ask you guys something. You, okay. know, you weren't there. Uh-huh. You were there but what do you think? What's the swagger thing? What did you think? I mean, oh, you, that's, I didn't even, t- yeah, that's the one I, I was give like, give me missing. your thoughts about when it was announced. What do you think? So, but. From a live perspective, so, what do you okay. think? All right. Fully so, honest. I'll, I'll be brutally honest. Be brutally yeah. honest. <laughs> no. Good question. Kid. Good question. <laughs> Heal part of the podcast now. So, okay. <laughs> so, yeah, when it was announced, I was like, oh, Swagger's coming. That's cool. Because I had just seen him at C2E2. He, he right. just showed up randomly. I didn't even know he was like, He didn't have a there. booth or anything, right? He no. He came in. Who, he Swagger? Hanging, yeah, he was hanging around with me and Gene. And just, we, was, just we the people in? Just <laughs> walked in and like, apparently hung yeah. out, right? Nice. So, I had seen him there, and then he got announced. Yeah. So, I'm like, oh, that's cool. I mean, he's trying. Indies, you know, whatever. It's his first, it was his first ever indie date, apparently. Oh, really? He like that was his first one out of his ninety days. Uh-huh. And from what I was told, he's never done an indie. That was okay. like his first indie. <laughs> like, he did, he didn't seem like a guy who would like rise through the ranks in indies no, and like, make it to WWE. He went from, like went from college right to developmental, apparently. Mm-hmm. And that was it. He was one oh of those okay guys. yeah. So, you know my so he, once so he was announced. That was cool. But then the whole announcement about VIP pay twenty dollars to meet him. Right. 
that rubbed me the wrong way, right? Because I'm like, it was different for AW, right? Yeah, it, was it, like, it, like uh, and, you know, so comparing to like Blitz, I've been to Blitz, yeah, and that's what they do. They bring you know big names, mm-hmm. air quotes, and they charge you an arm and a leg so you can get to meet them. And you know, twenty five dollars for a picture, twenty five dollars for an autograph. Yeah. You're spending fifty dollars meeting Lita or DDP or right. whoever. <laughs> um, but in AEW, I had never experienced that, and it was this $20 extra fee. And uh, talking to Martin, and he's like, well, some people are telling me that they might just buy it to to get in because they only have GA tickets, and that's going to you know, guarantee them a seat or a better view. And I was like, it's the Barrow and Eagles Club. You got a good view wherever like, you that's are. That's exactly yeah, that was so, my point, yeah. And so you know, we were there early. We got there. Um, doors opened, what, at, s- uh, at 6? For 6 the for the autograph, yeah. Um, so we got there probably like at 5.30, um, I was there with a buddy of mine, and we met up Hector, who was there, he, um, and Martin was there. We were there just chit-chatting. A couple people gathered up, and when they're like, okay, we're going to open the doors for the $20 VIPs, I said out loud, and, and I, I felt bad afterwards. <laughs> and I was like, <laughs> <laughs> like, people, like Chris is were, a really nice guy. Does there it were really people like... really walking in. Yeah. Like, I, was, I said out loud, I'm like, Oh shit! People actually paid for this. <laughs> 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 but then after I said, I was like, "Damn, that was loud." I, I should have said that. But you know, because there are people that walked in with their you know figures and belts yeah. and eight by tens that they wanted autographed. That's what happens at the Allstate Arena for like backlash. There's like people walking around with like seven different belts oh, that they God. bought right. off shop.com. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. The, the, so, the, the toy, the toy luggers, and all yeah, that. Yeah, stuff. yeah, oh my yeah. God. yeah. But um, yeah, and then. So it didn't feel any special because after we all went in, he still had his separate table. Oh, and, yeah. And you could have still, I mean, I didn't go up to him, but I saw he would hang around his table. And I don't know if he was selling merch or anything. I don't think but any tea. I don't recall. I don't know were you he, there? Did you produce a show or? I was there. I wasn't, okay. I wasn't there for that, though. I wasn't there for the set. The oh, okay. Because okay. yeah, yeah. you have a full, so that must have been like, full, you have a full-time job, right? So did you yeah, get there like yeah. a little so bit later? I got there a bit later okay, than okay. normally cool, because cool. I was coming from down here. Okay. Um, and whatnot. So and then, I don't know if you guys know, that was the night of the Chase Corporate Challenge, which completely blocked Lakeshore Drive off. Oh, nightmare to get out of sleep. Oh, anyway, let's stop <laughs> talking about traffic. You're giving yeah. me anxiety. I think. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but anyway. Uh, but yeah, that, that was my my take on it. Like I honestly, like to me, swagger. It's it wasn't a big attraction for me to yeah. you know like I wouldn't think twice about spending money on an AEW ticket, but an additional twenty to meet swagger is like. No, and then once I got in, and yeah. I saw the fact that he was still there, and you could go and yeah, so you're like, what I mean, was it was like, what was the point of it? Right, I was shocked that we brought him in. I and this is not, I was never really a fan of his or anything, but the from what it was told to me it was like we were his first indie date out. Yeah, so that, you know the hype was that like we're gonna get him first mm-hmm. before anybody because they thought you know maybe he was coming off TV. Anybody fresh off of TV usually gets right. some pretty good play. Yeah, he didn't. He didn't. He was kind of lost in that. He was, and I know I'm not sure if you know, but like, just because you don't watch a ton of WWE now, but the roster, there's like guys that just don't get used for like four months. So he was like, he was on TV, I guess, but he was kind of lost in that like no man's land. Yeah, one of the guys, uh, one of the one of the guys in the crew said, you know, we we didn't realize how bad they buried him on his way out. You know, yeah, he like wasn't being used at all, not even the job. He just was not there. Just another thing like that shocked me a little bit. Once the it was time for his match versus Elgin, yeah. It just seemed like he just like put on some shorts. I and, thought that was bad. And too, I was yeah. like, the gear, yeah, the gear was the off. Gear. Yeah, yeah. 
I was like, I was like, you're not even trying to really. Except, yeah, that's what it made me feel like. He's not even trying. Like, if this is the Indies and you're going out in the Indies, yeah. like this is your like, like proving yeah, ground put, a little bit. You have the yeah. singlets, right? I, yeah, I would assume. Because <laughs> I mean, Elgin had a singlet. That's like. This should have been like a battle of singlets almost. Yeah. Like, because, you know, like, two guys who can, like, really grapple and go. Exactly. Yeah, it's true. He, he, he wore, like, basketball shorts. Mm hmm. And I was like, what, what the hell is yeah. this? Basketball <laughs> shorts and, like, a, a t shirt or something. Right? Week. I mean, just, it, it's like, mm -hmm. this is a guy who was on TV just, like, a couple months ago. Like, what happened here? Yeah. But it totally it, it threw me off because I was like, wow, I'm shocked. <laughs> I'm really shocked. Was yeah. there, like, a lot of, uh, like, I, I picture like a lot of Germans or T-bone suplexes, or like was there a lot of suplexing? Because like you said, he does have am or amateur experience, right? Right. Mm -hmm. And then like I've I know Elgin can throw people around, big people too. So was there any of that going on? Or there was. Okay. Yeah, there was, and, and it was a good match. And you know, I'm not. It was I'm not like no a one qualified match. to be like, oh, yeah. Elgin carried that match or whatnot. Yeah. You know? yeah. But I mean, Elgin's been his track record has been amazing. Oh yeah. For the past, you know, five six shows with AEW, so. that's why he's getting that title <laughs> shot, baby. Right. I'm calling him. I'm calling him MVP this year so far. It's, it's incredible what he's done this year. It's insane. Yeah, yeah, honestly, it's like can and it, there hasn't been like a a show the past literally six or seven where he hasn't had maybe the best match of the night. Yeah, I totally which is pretty crazy. But yeah, I mean, mm -hmm. but yeah, like I I don't know if we could super, we could say we carried him, but it was more like. I feel like Elgin made it exciting. Yeah. <laughs> really. Okay. Elgin's the one who really excited that match. Because yeah. he, he hit some really good spots and timing was awesome. So. Yeah. My first impression was, first of all, I'm grateful because every person who is big or every indie wrestler who's getting big, you could take four different examples that have happened recently. Fish, Star, Keith Lee, and Leo Rush. I see all these geek people getting booked on Twitter. And it's just like, oh, yeah, they'll eventually end up at AEW. Yeah. And, yeah, they eventually. Yeah. And so it's like I'm grateful. And like you said, like the first Jack Swagger experience. So for I wasn't a huge fan of him either. But then, it w then I was kind of – I didn't get to go. But then I was kind of intrigued because maybe he will do things that he wanted to do, but the creative team or the writers always shot him down. Well, it doesn't sound like he did that. He didn't start but, off with it. Let's say that. Yeah, okay. <laughs> That's how yeah. I feel. Yeah. <laughs> But we'll see what he does. Was he we the was he doing the we the people game? He did a we he the did, people right? ones. Yeah. Yeah. one. He did one. And and the crowd played along with it too. Yeah. Did he do like the his spots that he does like what's it the swagger bomb or whatever? Or like yeah, he did that. He set up he he set up for it once and Elgin moved and he went for it again. He nailed it. Okay. Then, yeah. Um, the other thing that that throws me off a little bit is that he you know he's being introduced as formerly known as Jack Swagger. So it's like. All right, dude, either you let it go and, and kick off something fresh or you're going to stick with Jack Swagger. But the FKA or formerly known as. Yeah, that was. A I was like, it's still weird. Like, <laughs> what do weird. I call you? Formerly known as Jack Swagger. Nice to meet you. <laughs> That's what I thought. It was weird. <laughs> Apparently, that was his request. Okay. What I was told. Mm -hmm. um, Which I could understand. That yeah, that's, but it's, that's but a special it's a, request, but it's a weird one. But here's the weird thing. His real name is Jack Hager. So hey, Jack Hager is kind of a cool name. You can yeah. just go with yeah. that. You know, yeah. that sounds like a badass to me. Mm -hmm. Jack uh -huh. Hager, like cool name. And it's not far off from Jack Swagger. Or like the man with all the swagger, Jack Hager, <laughs> you know, something like that. Right, <laughs> right. I mean, you can, you call, can find like, a way to tie it in. Right. I mean, mm -hmm. but to me, Jack Hager is just as cool of a name. But he chose to go FKA. And I'm like, what the hell, how the hell do you use that? You know, like mm -hmm. what are you supposed to call him? Yeah. You know, it it's not even a common abbreviation. Right. Like, I had to like look it up. I was like, what does that mean? I feel yeah. Like, yeah. I feel like it, it kind of. It killed that uh, the name alone almost killed it for me. To me, ev everything that that he that he represented that day was such so different from all the talent that I've seen. Yeah. at AEW, it's like it just rubbed me the wrong way. It's like 
it feels like, and I don't know the ins and outs of what's happening inside, but it's like, it made me feel like either he's asking for special requests or he just has to be treated differently or the deal was different because it's Jack mm. Swagger. And yeah. it's like, all right, bro, like, I, I, I appreciate the effort and I'm you know, welcome to AEW, but it was just not my thing. Yeah. As an AEW fan, you know, also like somebody, if, was going for years i it, it didn't i watched that i really watched it like a fan because i actually went off to the side to watch that match i wasn't mm-hmm. want to take it in i was like let me right and i got some instagram video and stuff but i was like let me watch it as a fan and yeah it just didn't hit me as a fan you know it's, it, that happens you know but uh, yeah it just to me it was a weird one but that was you know management's idea they wanted to get yeah. be his first uh first yeah. one out and just give it a shot and, and hey i'm just sure you made a little bit more money on it so like yeah, business is you know Good business decision. I can respect that. You gotta always. take chances sometimes, you know. Right. Like, and it's it's an iffy business, so you gotta take a chance because you never know who will strike. Sometimes with fans, you never mm-hmm. know who's gonna be the yeah who just will just hit a certain key with people. So you take you take a chance, and once in a while you go yeah. with it. Did you did you see the back to what we were talking about? Did you see the the press? I'm talking to Chris. Did you mm-hmm. see the press conference video with Sammy and Big Mike? I started watching. And I didn't DeRosa. finish it. It's pretty long. Like yeah, it was like it's long. Yeah, yeah, which is it's fine. Like I, I was entertained by it, but you know I had my, to put my daughter. It got me. Too, so. It got me. It got me. I'm going to that show. Finally, going to did another it, like, one. Did it, okay. like, did it get well, yeah, it got, it got like, me hyped up. I thought Big Mike. <laughs> yeah. I, I thought I I thought going into it, I was like Sammy. In my opinion, is a better talker, but I thought Big Mike like schooled his ass totally in terms right. of like the Mike points. My, yeah, Mike has just been on and firing on all cylinders. <laughs> I know he, he really has. He, he took. I know it was one part part where Sammy like really turned it up a notch or like hyped it up. But I feel like Mike just steered it back in his direction. It was pretty yeah. cool. Yeah. It was cool. It was definitely it was interesting. It's been getting some good response the press conference. And yeah. I think we'll be seeing more stuff like that because it was it was fun. It was fun to see something like that. It was yeah. different, you know. That I think that would be and I know I think it was before we started recording I know you mentioned this, but you're like, I'm open to constructive criticism. Yeah, or like, I just yeah. want to get better, which is great. So that would be, I know we've talked about this before, but if like, say a one to 10 scale, if you were to measure AEW's in-ring talent and the stuff that happens in the ring, you're like a 12 out of 10, right? Like right. that is like, you got that down. So Chris and I in the past mm-hmm. have been semi-critical of just like the, so like the, and I, I, that's what I loved about the press conference, but just like the, even pre-show or even pre-match, like in the ring storytelling, mm-hmm. and like uh, I guess you could say lack of promos sometimes here and there. Yeah. So I think that, so that would be like that would probably be like maybe a seven or an eight out of ten. Like still good. Right. But right. it could be better. To like tell and like long-term storytelling, which I think uh, some people do. Like the like what the Sam- Sammy does with the masks. Like yes. that's been happening for like six months, which is really cool. Um, so it was cool to see that press conference. Like happen and now i'm like i brought in uh, i brought in a friend who i grew up with and this is going to be his first AEW show and like i tagged him in that i was like get ready because he doesn't he doesn't know what's going to hit him and uh, that got me like really hyped up so that would be my constructive criticism to you like even in the ring with Mm -hmm. a microphone promos and then longer term storytelling like things like that would be like just kind of like one of the things that we were mentioning the other day were just something that gives the match a reason of why. Yes. Yeah, because yes. all the elements are there. Correct. Right? You see the, the the card and you see the the tweet pick or whatever the mm-hmm. Instagram post, and you see the, the opponents. I'm like, oh, it's gonna be a great match. But if they get in the ring or whoever gets in the ring first, he'll make cuts a quick promo just to give it a reason why. Yes. 
it'll tie things together. Yeah, I agree. It'll flow great. It's one of the things I've mentioned personally that I'd okay. like to see because AEW used to be a little more story heavy mm-hmm. back in the day. Uh, but then we expect to become more showcase heavy because it's just the amount of talent that's coming through and we're able to yeah. get. But I miss the storytelling. We used to have a lot more long-term storytelling, which when you start getting showcase talent, it's harder to do because it's sometimes you can't count on, count on them to be there every month because they're so busy all the time. It's true. Yeah. That's yeah. one of the reasons why storylines kind of sat a little bit. But now it's like there are there is a core group of, of top-tier guys who was and, always there. And I there. think that your fan base also... It's it's more loyal to yes. the point that you can't draw it out, draw out your storylines. Yeah, like yeah. you have to go two shows without talking about that one storyline exactly. that happened three months ago. Because people are there, yeah. and it's and we're almost at like it's every it's turning like every five weeks there's a show at this mm-hmm. point now, you know. So it's like or yeah. almost six my bank weeks, account maybe. tells and, me. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> and you're and you're and you're moving to large venues and selling like yeah. seven hundred plus seats. So it's like people so pe- people remember. Yeah. They'll stick around mm-hmm. for the story, right? I agree, and I, that's something I want to see come back. So when I saw that, I was like, "Oh, cool! We're kind of going in that direction again." And I, from what I've been told, we're going to be doing. There's a lot more initiative for promos and character development. That's awesome. For a lot of the younger guys, like the yeah. newer guys in the on the yeah. roster, like uh, Stephen Wolf and Trey Miguel. Yep. And um, you know those like Myron Reed. Myron guys, Reed. Yeah. yeah, these guys are going to get them a lot more development because this is our next crop now. Because I mean, yeah. people are. You know, people are getting signed left and right. <laughs> we have to keep developing our home. By the way, point. that was a nice setup with the, um, oh, the I guess alumni wall. Yeah, did you like that? Yeah, that was brand new. That was totally brand new, for just for Berwyn. Oh, uh, just for Berwyn. Just for Berwyn. Yeah, it was nice. pretty cool. And uh, yeah, so far good response on that. I was, uh, I, I didn't know what was happening, and I walked in. I was like, oh, where did those come from? That's kind of cool. Yeah. yeah. So it was, it was nice because it, it really makes you realize. And there's so many more than that that have been mm-hmm. that have gone on. Yeah. When you see that, you're like, man, we've had some. Really big names come through. You know? <laughs> yeah, so that was fun. I'm glad you liked that. I think an example of your of the storytelling, starting the storytelling, and then it stopping, and then like people just getting called up to WWE with just unlimited. They have unlimited funds. Uh, was uh, at Homecoming, Drew McIntyre cut a promo about being a number one contender, yeah. and now he's back. Or excuse me, Drew Galloway, and now he's mm-hmm. back there. Yeah. So, uh, but any yeah, like I appreciated the the effort of that. Uh, the thing with Elgin and uh, Sammy, mm-hmm. and like it, it's, I'm excited to hear you say that there's going to be like more. Yeah, of that in the future, there's definitely so. more initiative on it, and it's I'm excited for it too. I love that kind of stuff. To me, it's that's that, that's what got me interesting is storytelling, is stories. You know? Right, it really is the big part of it. Is is a long term story that you can follow. Yeah, mm-hmm. what what on the indies is great. What's that? A uh, new there's a new movie coming out about like a women's wrestling promotion. And it's, it's a series, Glow. Isn't it? yeah. Glow. Is it? Is it? Is it? It's a okay. It's not a movie. It's a show. Well, Glow used to be on the eighties. It was like a. It was a yes. episodic TV. And right. It was super cheesy, really campy, but tons of fun. I used to watch it. It used to come out like late night uh, in the eighties when I was a kid, and I guess it's like a reboot now for Netflix only. I think it's mm-hmm. Netflix exclusive, right? And uh, it looks like a blast. Like it's because it's it's meant to be cheesy over the top, right? But glow, if you watch old glow stuff, it's it is a blast to watch. It's just <laughs> so corny, but so yeah. Much I've fun. heard about. it. I have never seen the old stuff. Should be on YouTube, I think. You know. Okay. Yeah. I, so to your point about uh, you miss the storytelling. Like I watched a preview of Glow, and there was this one part. There was this one part in the in the the preview where like the the woman wrestler's like, oh no, it's like so should we do this? And she says something outlandish. He's like, no storytelling, and he's okay. just like yelling storytelling at her. And I was watching this preview with like my friend a couple of friends who aren't wrestling fans and yeah. i just like cackled out loud at this yeah. part and everyone's like 
they just don't get it. Yeah, like yeah. that mm-hmm. wrestling is storytelling. So I wanted to say that because I thought that part was That's, hilarious. That should be fun. I I love episodic wrestling. To me, it, it's it's what hooked all of us initially. It's mm-hmm. those long term stories, you know. Yeah. Now we we on the indies you get the the showcase aspect where like great matches is what yeah. hooks you. But stories are the root of it is a good story. Yeah. You know? mm-hmm. And then it's told in the ring. You know, and you play it out in the rings too. So. Yeah, I mean, if anybody can pull this. So I'm glad if we're going, if we're moving in that direction, to me, yeah. that's a lot of fun. It's like, how can it get better at this point? But it hit, you get like a 12 out of 10 in ring, and then you have you 10 out of 10 storytelling. Like, that's great. So, you know, and, and before we, you know, go into the, the dessert wrap up, yeah. wherever we are at this point. Um, <laughs> I think we're getting into dessert, yeah. <laughs> right. Um, you know, as far as storyline, the only thing that I, I guess, did not like or did not understand, um, you know, from AAW's storytelling was being a Pentagon Mark, mm-hmm. like how he lost the title the next day after the the death match, and then he goes and loses on a on a tag team match. Oh I, yeah, I found that so weird. Like I <laughs> I never understood it. Um, you know, and I was telling Charlie, I'm like, that's the only thing. I just don't get it. Like, why did they do that? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like I'm like, I guess he had to drop the title for some reason. I guess it's book, booking booking's one area that I don't. See, I'm not privy okay. to. <laughs> okay, okay. But you probably and you don't want to be right. You want to. Yeah, be I, mean, told I, w- that. I wouldn't mind later on. Uh, yeah. I do want to learn about it because mm-hmm. uh, Danny Daniels to me is an amazing booker. He gets. I mean, he has. You could am- convince him to open in the go go and yeah. you could give him <laughs> your, buy your way out to right? <laughs> right. You drop a few hundred bucks. And just right. go. But no. I think he's an incredible booker. I think what he he has a great psychology because he he's an old squeeze knows a lot of old school stuff. He yeah. watches a lot mm-hmm. of like. Mid South Memphis, you know he's territory Sweet. stuff, so he gets psychology really well. And he was a wrestler. I don't know if you guys saw him wrestle, but Danny was a oh no, I didn't know that. Yeah. yeah, I heard through Tony, but I didn't. yeah, who also wrestled right, Tony? Mm-hmm. Yeah, Tony was so mm-hmm. early AW. You'd have Danny Daniels and Tony mm-hmm. Reekin would be on there. So like, oh, that's crazy. Yeah, it'd be it'd be fun. Um, one of the last few storylines I remember was was Tony had a thing with one of the younger guys, and he was like trying to drive Tony out of the business kind of thing, and uh-huh. he retired him and everything. So. Uh. But no, it was uh, but yeah, so a lot of the guys you see actually used to work there. But um, but no, like Danny gets it really well, you know. And there's a cool like booking is he understands booking really well, and I think it's it's an amazing thing that he does consistently. And he has a really good relationship with a lot of these guys. Too. People, he's an honest booker, he's an honest promoter. Yeah. Um, and Mike Pekovic also is the other owner. Like mm-hmm. these guys really run a very upfront, honest like system there's you can't find a bad thing to say about aw in terms yeah. of business and all the wrestlers repeat that they're like we're treated well here they love it yeah. Yeah. yeah that's that's why they keep coming back and mm-hmm. on uh, month after month i mean we got some names that are like hard to get like pentagon and phoenix are like those are tough names to get because they're so in demand all over the world yep yeah but they make sure they're pretty much at every aw show because they want to be like that's their home base you know mm-hmm. so um so yeah things like it's been it's because of those relationships and good solid booking they're, they're always they're never compromised their characters are always kept, you know, kept strong and everything here. So it's booking's very interesting. I think it's very cool. It's something I'd lo- I want to definitely learn more about, but I'm very, very early on in my <laughs> tenure there. So they're, I'm, I don't get to walk into that door. <laughs> that well, door. if you got any ideas you want to throw at some fans for like an opinion, be more than happy to uh, to to hear about those. But. Uh, yeah, I just looked at the time. We've been talking for a while. This is great, though, because it's, yeah. like, flown by so quick that I haven't even realized. Um, but there's a there's probably w- – let's talk about the start of Lucha tonight, and then yeah. I have, like, one quick question about an upcoming event. 
um, for Trent, and mm-hmm. then any other little dessert topics, cool. any guilty pleasures, and then we can take her home, as they say in the business. All right. All right. Um, well, yeah, for dessert, uh, the only thing I wanted to talk about was uh, Lucha Underground com- is back. Um, tonight is the all-night-long match between the Mac versus Johnny Mundo. Okay. Um, I love the Mac, um, mm-hmm. and I told you, I don't know if it was because he hooked me in with the stunner that he does. Yep. Um, but regardless, like he's he's an awesome guy. Like I've seen him twice live, um, and whatever I've seen on TV, it's it's amazing. Uh, so it should be a good match. It's gonna be an hour long. The first match that is all three like sec- they do like a couple commercial breaks, yeah. and it's usually like three matches a they show. They break it up into three matches. Right, right? But, but this, this is the first match that is gonna run throughout the whole night. Oh wow, nice. Yeah, so it's like an Iron Man match, if you may. Cool. Um, so it should be good. I'm excited to see it. Oh, that's all I got. Yeah, and this is the the mid season break startup of season three. So they broke. They did like the Walking Dead thing where they yeah, like kind of break it into season finale. Yeah, yeah. yeah. This yeah. is gonna lead up to Ultima Lucha three. So are you watching that on iTunes? Um, I actually have it recording right now, and I have. Oh, you Fubo. have already. Oh, sorry. Go ahead. So it's Fubo. It's okay. the app, and I'm grandfathered in into the seven ninety nine deal. Okay. Where El Rey cool. is included. Oh, nice. Now they don't have that deal anymore. It, I just recently heard. So you have to sign up for like a twenty-one dollar or something, and it's like it's a bunch of soccer channels primarily. Okay. Mm-hmm. And that's why I signed up into it. Yeah. But um, it was a perk that El Rey Network was there. Okay. So it worked out, and it has the DVR capability, so it's being recorded right now. Nice. Great. Yep. Sweet. So look forward to that. Um, Trent, I wanted to ask you because I just because I know this is probably your favorite promotion right now, just from our conversation that we've brief conversations that we've had at shows, mm-hmm. uh, ring of honor. I believe it's this Saturday, right? In Chicago yeah, Ridge. Chicago, are yeah. you going? I'll be there. And what are you looking forward to? You know, I, it's going to be, I think Daniels and Kazarian versus the bucks. I think is one of the matches. Yeah. Something I like that. Love, I've mm-hmm. been a Chris Daniels fan forever. I love the guy. Um, I, I've hit it off really well with Frank Kazarian. We've like became good friends over the last couple of years. Which nice. Is pretty cool. Um, he actually has a Hemi T-shirt, which he tweeted out. Oh, nice! Awesome. <laughs> <laughs> that was cool. But uh, no, there. I love seeing. I've been watching Chris Daniel since the Indies here, um, early on, early two thousands. You know, just when he was really getting, getting going on like that that second wave of his career on like that that new wave of independence. So I've been a huge Chris Daniels guy. So I love seeing him. I'm not a huge Young Bucks fan. I like him. I'm not. I'm not like the biggest Young Bucks guy. Yeah. Uh, but I just like, you know, um, the addiction's awesome. So I like them. And the Briscoes. I mm-hmm. I will go, if the Briscoes are on anything, I will go watch them. Because they are two of the cool, they're not only somewhat exciting to watch, but two of the coolest guys I've ever met in wrestling. Just hands down, super cool guys. Nice. Yeah. And is, si- is Silas on the card? I miss Silas. I don't, I, don't see if, I don't see if he's on the card yet. I have to look. I have to kind of look at the card a little deeper. But, yeah. Cool. I'll be there. All sure. right. Anything else that you have or wanted to talk about before we wrap it up? I'm Both a, of you. I'm I'm really excited. I just I mean, can we talk general wrestling or is yeah. anything? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm really excited about the uh, impact taping in India. I think that's pretty cool. Right. That's oh, pretty I saw that. <laughs> I, they're yeah, they're right in the. I guess you could say. Do you think that they're like with obviously Operation India that WWE is pulling off with gender? Well, Mahal? they did it first. That was the thing. Impact oh, did they? Was, okay. Yeah, so so educate their, me. Yeah. They were supposed to be there last year. They've had this deal with Sony Six for a while. They were going to be there last year, but something happened where it got canceled on the India side. Okay. Um. So this is like the, almost like a makeup of that. So okay. this is the first time a promotion's taping, uh, 
episodic TV in India that's broadcasting, you know, else uh, outside of oh, you know, nice. that's interesting. It's really cool, and I'm a big impact guy. It's like mm-hmm. my my favorite. I love. Okay, and I've been with them since day one, and um, I think it's I think it's really interesting to see like both companies are hitting India now, which is nuts to mm-hmm. me. Like, and they're both realizing that there's a billion people there. That get, <laughs> I know, <laughs> yeah, the billion consumers there. So yeah. Um, I thought it, it's kind of interesting because I saw some of the the hype photos that went out, and I'm like, it's kind of it's exciting because it's like fans who never get to see wrestling, yeah. And now they're kind of seeing, it, and it's gonna broadcast. They have the, they have to tape the month's worth of Impact, which, which I think is pretty interesting. And like, it's all in India, all in India, yeah. Wow. So I thought that was pretty cool. Um, yeah, I, I love the roster. I'm, I'm planning on going to Slamversary in Florida in July, okay. So I'm hoping to be there. So this these shows lead up to that, which is pretty exciting. So yeah, I'm looking forward. I think the first one should be airing I think this Thursday, or no, maybe not tomorrow, maybe next week or something. I'm not sure. Okay. But uh, it looks like fun. Definitely something I thought was pretty cool that um, that they're well, that they're taping overseas, not just like usually yeah. they tape overseas. Usually it's just England or something. Yeah. Because yeah. they've done England and WWE's done England too. But this is a whole new world for mm-hmm. me. Like this is pretty cool. So yeah, and the photos like the guys are all tweeting out photos. It looks really fun. Like it's just it's got, it looks it's a cool vibe, and it made me think like wrestling in 2017 is nuts. Like yeah, got, like, <laughs> it's true. Impact like you know definitely like there was a point where they thought that they weren't gonna make it. You know, and it just kind of like the new ownership completely revitalized it, and now they're overseas taping episodic TV, which is yeah. a year ago people didn't think that would happen. Right, they're doing that. You mm-hmm. know, like. Uh, WWE's obviously got the stronghold. You know they're strong. Mm-hmm. Indies are on fire, completely. Ring of Honor as they, they're just, they, Ring of Honor just keeps getting like more and more exposure contracts and television contracts. So I'm like, and then like, you have Lucha, you have all these companies. Like, there's so much wrestling. New Japan's hitting the U.S. now, right? Oh you know? yeah, that's got that's getting a lot of hype. Yeah, like, t- wrestling in 2017 is just ridiculous. <laughs> you know? yeah. like, so are you saying it's a good time to have a wrestling podcast? I absolutely. <laughs> I <think so. laughs> Your numbers will tell you. <laughs> no, but it, yeah. I think it's fantastic. Yeah. It, it's remarkable. It's world. It's completely going more and more worldwide now. Yeah, so, something WWE has never done was tape sh- like they'll run live shows in India yeah, and all these went, countries never that. taped. So they never taped. That's yeah. so they could say that's something that WWE just hasn't done yet. Yeah, it's good right. feather in the cap. It, I think so. It's, yeah, so you know, Impact they were supposed to go last. They did. Did you guys hear about the Ring King thing that happened? No. Um, it wasn't an Impact show, but they helped. It was basically produced by them. It was called Ring King, and um, which in in uh, some Pakistani, so like in okay, so India the. In that that area where they were taping, it's a similar language, so I it actually translates to King of the Ring. You know? Oh, okay. So, um, but it was a tournament that some promoters there wanted to do. So, Impact's crew, they sent a bunch of their people, and then their crew produced it. So, um, but it was huge. It was like a huge success. I mean, it, like they drew like gigantic numbers, and it was awesome. So that's when like the India like light bulb went off for like some of these these companies. They're like, Wait, yeah, there's a big market here. So then, it, that's when Impact originally was supposed to go back last year, do the whole thing, but then it fell through. Now they're there now. So, oh, I see. and then WWE, you know, obviously picked up on that aspect too. Like, it's a huge. There's a yeah. lot of people there who love wrestling. WWE stealing ideas. They stole that. They stole the final deletion idea they and tried to recreate are, yeah. it with uh, <laughs> with the New Day and uh, and Bray. Do you remember that? No. And it didn't turn out great. No. And they kind of no. just yeah. So just stealing, just swapping uh, all these unique <laughs> ideas from the. Final deletion. I was. That was my God. Last that whole, the whole saga was <laughs> just incredible for me. I, I can't, I cannot say enough good things about it. I know like it, it, it peaked and did its thing, and now it's kind of like floating with the lawsuits and all going on right, about yeah. it. 
but to me, I th- <laughs> at the first debut of it all, I think it was in- just amazing. Yeah, <laughs> right. I could just imagine, right? Like, because I jumped on the bandwagon. Oh, once, I once everything came out and I started watching stuff. Yeah. But you know, from a from a fan that's been following through and through. Oh yeah, it was like awesome. I could just imagine it was great. Yeah, Were I you got at the Matt Hardy show that we had. We oh had yes, I was. Yeah. Front that was like my only front row. I think I've bought. Um, but I was there. It was it was great with uh, Brother Hero. Yeah, when yeah. he was coming in, I was like, "Who's getting him from the airport?" And they're like, "Well, I don't know." I'm like, "I'm getting him. I'm the, <laughs> I'm the, I'm the TNA guy. I'm the Impact guy. Like, if anyone's picking him up. Right. It's gonna be me." I uh, stuck through the hard times. Oh yeah, I went through all. I'm like, if anyone's picking him up, it's gonna be me. And he was super cool. Yeah, so cool. Yeah. I, I cannot emphasize enough how a guy of his stature doesn't have to be cool. I've, I've met guys that were like just indie like startups and mm-hmm. they were they had egos like awful egos towards like crew and stuff and yeah like, man Hardy's a huge star he was the nicest dude yeah it was amazing yeah so that was awesome i love that show that was a and i don't know if you guys remember to me i've never seen a merch line that big ever yeah it was large oh, i yeah. didn't even get in it i was like yeah. it was yeah. like from one end of bourbon street to the other for like the first three matches i was like holy shit <laughs> yeah <laughs> this guy is just taking it to the bank today um, I saw I saw Har- Matt Hardy at Blitz, my only Blitz oh, show, yeah. before ago. he was broken. Right. So right. it was like right before the the brokenness started to happen, and he was like he was really generous too. And I very nice. I took I think my girlfriend's little brother who was maybe in like sixth or seventh grade at the time. Really nice to him too. So yeah, I can attest that he's like real down to earth from what just I've a seen. Good dude. Yeah, mm-hmm. and he was really good to uh, to our crew and everybody. He was just a good guy. Yeah. Like, I, I wish more. Yeah, they just learn from him. People can learn from him because he's yeah. awesome. Reinvented himself. I got casual fans to watch the final deletion. They were all oh, over it. Like, yeah. casuals were watching it and biggest, cracking it up. was their biggest rating on pop so far. It's That's their only tragedy is that the station's not that big of a reach because right. they're putting out good TV. Like, they're putting out good stuff. And it's just not enough people are getting to see it because I don't even get that channel. I have to watch it on on a stream because I just don't get pop TV. Yeah. I'm yeah. Like part of my cable network. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So. That's the thing, yeah. But they're definitely, I highly recommend it. Some good stuff. Sweet. Yeah. All right. Anything else from the peanut um, gallery? I have nothing else. I'm just uh, looking forward to next AEW show, which we got our tickets for already. Yep. It's going to be fun, guys. It's the main <laughs> event is going to be awesome. Yeah. Um, Trent, any, I know you plugged your band. Feel free to do so again. But any, any plugs? Where can we find you? I know you're on Twitter, right? Yeah, I'm on Twitter under Vanilla Joke, which is a stupid name. People always ask me, where did you come up with that name? I was drinking a vanilla Coke at the time. This is like 15 years ago. And I was like, oh, Vanilla Joke. That makes a lot of sense. Let's just go with that. So Vanilla w- Joke on yeah. Twitter. I was a little confused, but I'm glad you cleared that up. <laughs> it just stuck with me. Now it's like my Instagram name and everything now, but Vanilla Joke. Uh, but yeah, people can feel free to connect with me there. AW, AW Pro on Twitter. Definitely follow us there. Yeah, Facebook, and we we're pretty active. AW Pro on Instagram, I run that. So yeah, feel free show some love on there. It's a lot of fun. I mean, I love feedback on on the social media, especially Instagram's like my baby. I kind of been really uh-huh. taking over that. So okay, um, any Instagrammers out there, yeah, let me know what you like and what you don't like about AW's Instagram. I'll be, I definitely want to incorporate more and more of it. So yeah. Um, but yeah, and then HemiMusic.com is uh, for my band. Hemi Music on. On uh, Twitter as well, but yeah, we're putting a new album out. Should be out in about a month and a half. Sweet, oh, yeah. let us know when it's out. I will. I saw you. I saw you working in those hashtags. I saw something recently that the best performing Instagram posts on a study have fifteen hashtags in 15? them. Fifteen. So get. So <laughs> don't be afraid to throw it oh, if I there is it, yeah. fifteen wrestler <laughs> hashtags out there. I try to throw in as many as I can. I think the limit's thirty. Oh, okay. Yeah, I think they cut you at thirty. They like wipe the entire 
text out because they're like you exceeded everything <laughs> like to wipe the whole thing you gotta out. start oh, over wow. yeah you gotta start over <laughs> <laughs> great so yeah no i'm a big hashtag <laughs> all right thank you for thank you, thank you guys coming for having me. and thank it. you for the great conversation absolutely um real quick plugs for us two heels yep. and a you can submit articles if you want to write something trent feel free to submit it to us I w- just I a blog or anything about that yeah okay great we'll oh. talk after yeah um at two the number two heels and a face on twitter um, iTunes and SoundCloud, and we'll catch you on the next episode. Thanks. Cool. Thanks.